Hello, and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry. So excited you could tune in to this episode. This episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast is brought to you by OMG Commerce. Hey, that's my company. Uh, OMG Commerce is the primary underwriter of the e-commerce evolution podcast, and we're excited to do that, excited to bring this content to you. A quick offer from OMG Commerce. We are a Google Premier Partner. So we're in the top 3% of all Google partners, one of the fastest growing in the world last year. Uh, if you would like a second set of eyes on your Google campaigns, whether that's Google Shopping, Search, YouTube, Remarketing, or the like, we would love to talk to you. Love to schedule a strategy session. Love to look at your campaigns and provide ideas for improvement. Also, Amazon. We would love to talk to you about your Amazon ad strategy and have an Amazon audit for you, uh, complimentary for listeners of the e-commerce evolution podcast. Our Amazon department is led by Mr. Chris Tyler to find out more about the way we approach Amazon campaigns. Go back and check out episode 39 as we do a deep dive and look at Amazon advertising. But we would love to help you with either of those traffic sources. And so if you're interested, go to omgcommerce.com, click on any of the services, and there's a quick form to fill out right there. And now back to the show. This episode is actually the live recording from an event I did just a few months ago in San Diego at the Social Media Marketing World. And I'm talking about YouTube for remarketing. Now, if you're not using YouTube in your business now, you have to consider it. In this episode and in this presentation, I talk about YouTube remarketing. I also talk a little bit about prospecting with YouTube or using YouTube for top of funnel. And so we dive into a lot of good topics, including best audiences to target best campaign structures to look at. We also dive into what makes for a great video ad because I talk to a lot of people who think, I don't know that YouTube is right for me or I tried some YouTube ads and they didn't work. But the issue is with the creative. The issue is with the video itself. So we talk about tips for killer videos. Lots of good stuff in this episode. Very timely. There's some formats for YouTube that are perfect for e-commerce companies. We talk about that as well. So please enjoy my episode on YouTube remarketing. Thank you. Awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you for that warm welcome. So, uh, so I can get a quick idea of who's in the room. How many of you guys are doing at least something on YouTube? So how many of you are advertising on YouTube and specifically the pre-roll videos? Okay. I heard trying and I saw a couple of heads shake. So I don't know if that means we're sort of doing it and not doing it well, or we haven't tried it. But regardless, uh, I want to show you how we're using this tool. And like Chloe said, I run OMG Commerce. We focus a lot on e-commerce companies, but what I'm going to share today applies to any organization, any business, regardless of the industry. I'm actually a, a search marketing guy. Do I have any, any SEO fans? I saw an SEM rush bag there, nerd out on that software for sure. So I started in 2004 in search marketing. Prior to that, I actually did a little bit of TV and radio, but uh, search marketing, fell in love with SEO and built an agency. And then later, as I learned some of the capabilities of YouTube, it kind of became like this marriage of what you can do with search plus what you can do with the power of video. And so just fell in love with it. And so now we've been rolling this out for most of our clients, getting them to leverage YouTube 
Uh, and what we're going to be talking about today is primarily remarketing for YouTube. So after we kind of start to build a relationship with someone, they don't purchase. Now we're going to get YouTube to bring them back and get them to buy. I've got a bonus, though, too, on some YouTube prospecting. So hopefully we'll have time and I'll, I'll get into that as well. So let's dig into YouTube. And I think it's really important that we understand how are people engaging with YouTube? How are people using YouTube? Because we need to know what frame of mind people are in so we can get the most out of our efforts there. So we can really leverage our efforts. So a couple of stats on YouTube. There is over a billion users globally, right? Which is pretty phenomenal. Probably no surprise, but greater than 50% of all views are done on a mobile device, right? Who here, if you're watching YouTube, it's on your phone, typically, rather than on a desktop? That, whoa, that was like 50%. We just confirmed that statistic live in this room. That's amazing. Um, and so this one thing that surprised me, though, was that 40 minutes is the average viewing session. I don't feel like I'm on YouTube that long each session, but maybe it's one of those things where you go to watch one video, and then you look up and you say, oh, how did I do that? I wasted half my evening watching YouTube. Uh, it's funny. So uh, my kids, for better or for worse, they watch YouTube all the time. So I think, the, I think these trends are going to continue. But my kids, if they want to learn something, YouTube is their source, right? I was talking to my son. He's about to go on a, on a skiing trip over spring break. Uh, and he's actually going to snowboard this year. He skied in years past. And so I've snowboarded for several years. I'm not Sean White but I don't fall down a lot, right? So I know, I know at least the basics of snowboarding. So I'm like, Nate, let me, let me talk to you a little bit about snowboarding because he's, he's saying, I want, I want to start carving immediately, which is snowboarder term for something that takes a little while to get used to. So we're talking through that. I start to give him advice and he says, dad, dad, wait, I, I've, I've watched YouTube videos. Like I've been, I've been, I know what I'm doing. I just, I go from heel to toe and it's no problem. So I've been officially replaced with, with YouTube uh, as, the, as the source of training. Now, I'm going to show this next slide and run the risk of being written off as a little bit off, but I think it's important to go ahead and do that. This is my family, and so this is the Curry crew. Uh, there are eight children, count them, eight. When I tell people this, they usually pause for a minute. You can see the wheels turning in their head, and they say something along the lines of, you don't look Amish, but you kind of are acting like it. So uh, my wife and I, we're not, we're not Catholic, we're not Mormon. Uh, but we just decided we were going to have kind of a sort of big family, and then we totally overachieved. And so uh, if you're counting the oldest there, Nate, that I referenced a minute ago, boy, youngest is a boy, six girls in the middle. So I work to pay for weddings, guys. That's, that's what I do. That's why I started a company. I have a lot of weddings to pay for. Uh, but it's interesting. They're all on YouTube, right? They all research something or you know, how to hack this game or how to do that, and they're, they're all on YouTube for that. Interesting stat. So ages 18 to 49 spend more time on YouTube than the top 10 primetime shows combined. And that's just mobile usage. So that 18 to 49, which I, demographics are so weird. I thought this back when I was in TV. Like, what does an 18-year-old have in common with a 49-year-old? It's a silly statistic. But it still just goes to show that people are watching a lot of YouTube and in primetime. Uh, also, engagement with ads, 84% higher on YouTube than they are on TV. I think in some ways that's because you have the choice to skip the ad on YouTube or not. And so if it's something you like, maybe you watch, maybe you don't. Uh, whereas with TV, maybe you change your channel or just leave the room. Um, and then purchase intent is higher from YouTube TrueView ads and TV ads by about 150%. And then I, this, this is the stat for us, right? Looking at, at the fact that 38% of smartphone users 
watch videos by brands because they're searching for products. They're researching products when they're on YouTube and when they're consuming videos. So this is good news. Like that's, I mean, we, we could all maybe sit and say, well, which was like 90, but that's still pretty good. Almost 40% of people are watching videos they know are from brands. Videos they understand are from someone who's trying to sell them stuff. They're watching videos because they're trying to do a little bit of research. Like I mentioned, I'm, I'm in more in the e-commerce world. That's kind of my day to day. I love that stat on the far left there. One in four people use online video when they're looking for gift ideas. So uh, I'm terrible. Anybody a bad gift giver? Like I just give cash. I guess that's a pretty good gift or, or gift cards. I, I don't know how to buy gifts. So a lot of people are going to videos and saying, hey, what's a gift idea for a 10 year old? Right. And so that's how they're shopping. And then this is interesting. Now, some of the, most of these stats come from Google, and I love Google. We're a Google partner. I get to hang out in Mountain View uh, from time to time. But you always kind of wonder, like, so Google made this stat up? It's probably true. Uh, 64% of shoppers say that YouTube influences purchase decisions. Now, uh, we're going to be focusing on YouTube TrueView, right? It sounds like a lot of you are experimenting with that. And so I'm just going to lay out kind of our formula, our approach, our targeting, and, and all that we do there. Uh, but specifically, we're going to be spending time on the before videos, or they're also called in-stream videos. So these are the click, these are the skippable pre-roll video ads that pop up before whatever ad you're trying to watch. So you go to YouTube, you're watching your how to fix your washing machine video, or whatever the case may be. Up pops an, an ad for Lowe's. You now have the choice to skip it or watch it. That is the in-stream ad or true view ad that we're going to be talking about. So has anybody been in a scenario where you're, you're at YouTube, watch a video, the ad pops up and you think, Ugh, Google, I hate you. Why are you making me watch this ad? And then before the skip ad button pops up, you're hooked and you watch the ad. doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes we just, we, we click that skip button with a vengeance, right? Busting, busting through our phone to, to click it. But sometimes, sometimes it hooks us and sometimes we watch it. I actually got hooked on this ad the other day. Anybody seen this ad by Fiverr? Freaking awesome. So there's a, it totally speaks to the, the type of person they're going after. So Fiverr is like, does anybody here use Fiverr? We mainly use it for pranks around our office. Um, and my business uh, partner, he's like, I'm going to spend five bucks. I'm going to have some, somebody in some faraway country do something crazy on a rickshaw and put your name on it. Anyway, he just he pranks people with Fiverr. And so, but they're, they're kind of, they've kind of grown over the years, but now they're going after like that, that, solopreneur, you know, you've got to get stuff done and hey, we, we've got a marketplace of people that'll do whatever for five bucks. And so this video starts where they're like, people are in a boardroom and it looks all stuffy. And then this, this girl comes in with a chainsaw, right? She fires it up. And then the voiceover is like, if you want to get something done, you got to get it done yourself. And she goes and she takes the chainsaw right through the, the whiteboard. It's, it's, it's actually hilarious. Uh, and then there's, there's also play on, does anybody know what movie this is a play on? Say anything, right? But yeah. He's holding the, the jukebox up. Uh, some kind of joke about, you know, don't let your past boyfriends interfere with your business plans or something. But anyway, it, it, it works. It works, right? It causes you to say, Fiverr, like you get me, you know, you get me as a solopreneur and I'm not clicking the skip button. I'm actually kind of engaged with the ad. So quick point of difference. So what we would be watching here in the middle, that's an in-stream ad. At the same time, I don't actually know who that dude is. But how I make money online is the top ad there above my friend Russell Brunson, who's got some free ad, uh, free videos there. 
Uh, but that ad right there is an in-display ad, and so that you only pay if someone clicks on it. Okay. So a quick breakdown. You guys may know this, but for those that don't, I want to lay this out really quickly. So you only pay if someone engages with the ad. Okay. So if they click skip before the video is complete or before the 30-second mark, whichever comes first, then you don't pay. It's technically like 29 seconds and some change or like a few like point, you know, fraction of a second before the end of the video if it's less than 30 seconds, but suffice it to say 30 seconds, whichever comes first. So they either have to watch or click on the ad. So if they're watching it and they see your link to your site pop up and they say, ooh, wow, Fiverr. You know, I am the girl with the chainsaw. I want to check this out. And they click through. You pay then as well. So you only pay if they watch or if they engage, not if they skip. So, uh, and, and we're seeing, and, and this, this is what we're seeing across the board, cost per view, that's how this is measured, CPVs from $0.01 cents to $0.19. Cents. And typically, when, when, I go, when I talk about YouTube for prospecting, which I'll, I'll try to fit into the end of this, it's often in that lower range, a penny, two pennies per view. And again, you're only paying if it's a completed view. Okay. And then if someone does click and go through your site, you're paying the CPV at that point, right? So it's not like a cost per click in AdWords where you're maybe paying a dollar or $2 per click. If someone clicks through to your site, you pay that same CPV. So penny, two pennies, whatever the case may be. So two options. We're going to kind of break these down and look at these. You've either got shoppable TrueView. Who here is in e-commerce? Anybody here in the e-commerce space? All right. That's several of you. That's awesome. Anybody using shoppable TrueView? Trying? Okay. Yes, we can talk. I've found it works best for remarketing. We're talking about here. A few other ways you can use it. So uh, uh, Chloe mentioned that I wrote the ultimate guide to Google Shopping and I, did, I was joking with her ahead of time that if you're not into Google Shopping, that's like the perfect cure for insomnia. So you're, you're having trouble sleeping, download that guide, it'll take care of you. Although, if you are into Google Shopping, like it will make you a lot of money. It's, a, it's good stuff. Uh, but not if you're not in e-commerce. So Shoppable TrueView, though, is the marrying of YouTube and Google Shopping. So YouTube and product listing it. So you get this video that's firing away and convincing someone to buy from you. And then you've got your product listing ads right next to that video. So um, show what that looks like in just a minute. Our focus as, as marketers is that we should be thinking about expanding the funnel, right? And funnel is like totally marketing speak. Everybody's using it right there. There are, are sales funnels and shopping funnels and all kinds of stuff. Basically what I'm talking about is, is this so we got at, at the top, if someone's beginning to shop for what you sell, at the top, that awareness phase, that's when they're just becoming aware that there's a solution, right? So there's some kind of problem or some kind of desire that they have. At the top of that, they're just becoming aware of what's out there. What options do I have? Maybe I now discover you, that you're kind of an option, so now I'm thinking about what you offer. In that evaluation stage, that's when they're really doing some hardcore shopping. So now, now I'm comparing, you know, this coffee maker to that coffee maker. Side note, anybody here a, a coffee addict, coffee fan as well? Have you seen the video for the, the, the coffee maker that spins the coffee, like spins it and uses a centrifugal force to uh, extract the, the, nobody's seen that? Okay. I'm not making it up, <laughs> uh, but it, it looks interesting. So I, I, I'm, man, sometimes I'm a sucker for marketing. You'd think that I would be resistant to marketing because I do this for a living. But someone showed me this video, a buddy of mine uh, on the East Coast sent me this video. It's called Spin Coffee. 
and you can like hook it up with Alexa. Uh, anybody here, Alexa devices? So you can say like, Alexa, make me a double shot. I just, I so bad want to do it. So I showed my wife and I was like, I think I'm going to buy one. Uh, it's pre-order. You don't even get it for six months. But anyway, so if I was in the evaluation stage, now, I'm, now maybe I'm looking at, do I want the spin coffee maker or do I want to go like tried and true, you know, Breville or something like that? And then at, at the bottom, it's, I, I'm, I've decided to buy. Now it's more when and where and what offer am I going to take and stuff like that. So really what we want to think about, we do our best work if we focus at the bottom of the funnel first, right? If the bottom of the funnel is awesome, then you can much more easily go up, right? So that's why I want to talk about YouTube remarketing. So this is where we can say, hey, we're driving leads to our site. People are checking out our site either from organic or, or social or whatever. Those that aren't converting, we are, we are strategically showing them YouTube ads to get them back to the site. So if the bottom of the funnel is strong, then you can start building on top of it. So just like a foundation, just like a foundation for a house, that foundation is strong, you can build up without worry, okay? That's what Shoppable Trivia looks like. So there was a time, uh, I'm also kind of a tech junkie as well, uh, there was a time I was considering the, the Pixel 2, Pixel 2 XL, any Pixel 2 owners? Okay, awesome. Super popular phone, uh, zero. So anyway, I, uh, I, actually, I actually ordered one. So I got that and I got the iPhone 10 iPhone 10 one, I kept the iPhone 10. I sent the Pixel back. It was fun to have for a little while. Uh, so while I was shopping for the Pixel 2, I started seeing these ads. So I don't remember what video I was watching. Oh, no, it was, it was a Pixel 2 uh, video, like uh, information about it. And before that video, this one popped up from the Moment Store with saying, hey, check out these cool cases. So you buy the Pixel 2, check out these cool cases. You can click right there and start to shop. So that's Shoppable true view. So pre-roll, in-stream ad, Google shopping ad or product listing ad right next to it. Shoppable true view. So it looks like on the mobile device. On the mobile device, it shows up right under the video. Again, you can kind of click, scroll through products, click through to the product detail page. There's an ad for Sephora. So here is, this is still one of my favorite quotes. This is an old quote. I heard this at a Dan Kennedy event. Anybody here a Dan Kennedy fan? That will, you will reveal yourself as a true marketing junkie. Yeah, all right. Uh, love Dan Kennedy, Jay Abraham, those uh, kind of old school marketing guys. But this is a quote I heard at an event probably 10, 15 years ago that as marketers, our, our job is to join the conversation taking place in, in our customers' heads. So our customers, if, they, if they're wrestling with this problem or they just have this addiction to coffee or whatever it is, there's some kind of dialogue, right? There's some kind of, there are questions bouncing around in their head. There's a dialogue going on in their head. And our job is to identify it and then join in on that conversation. Uh, so that, kind of like what Fiverr did, when we start to watch the video, we think, you get where I'm at right now. You understand my scenario and you understand my, my condition, right? So let's talk about, let's talk about the, the creative aspect for a little bit. Now, we're not a creative shop. Uh, I love video creative. We are on the campaign side. So what my team and what I do, we craft the campaigns and the targeting, which I'm going to get into that in a minute. But it's super important. Like with YouTube, if you have a cruddy message, you're sunk, right? If it's a bad video, they're going to skip it. And so you, this needs to be good. So uh, you got to hook them in the first five seconds, right? So the, those first five seconds, that's the moment of truth. What are you going to lead with? What are you going to do? So does anybody know what this is a video for? Parade, do you guys remember her opening line? Are you ashamed to say it in public? Yeah, you, yeah. so the, this is the brilliance of this ad 
cute, petite, English, beautiful, proper English accent. She's got a fancy little dress with whatever that is coming out of the bottom of it. I don't know what you call that. But she says, you would not believe the mother load I just dropped, right? The, if she was like a redneck, we'd all say, oh, gross, and then turn it. But for whatever reason, for whatever reason, like you can't stop watching it. Uh, I made the mistake of showing this to my kids, and my six-year-old daughter really started to like the term mother load. <laughs> and so we had to kind of rein that in a little bit. But regardless, you hear that opening line. I'm not suggesting you use a line like that. You don't even have to be funny. But if you start with a line that hooks them, grabs them, now you've got a chance, right? Now you've got a chance. And so you can also just lead with the strongest benefit. So think about what, it, what is it that we do, right? And what is the most compelling benefit, the solution we offer, right? What is that benefit? So even being straightforward, just cutting to the chase and going right to the the fact that, hey, we can help you do, we can help you lose weight in this amount of time, or we can help you get fit in this amount of time, or whatever. Like, lead with that strongest benefit. So, you don't have to be like the Harmon Brothers in the Poopery video and wow someone with your humor, uh, but you can also lead with the strongest benefit. Now, this is when, this is when I, I think I was probably 13 or 14. The Ginsu, the Ginsu Knives. Does anybody here uh, ever watch infomercials? I really don't anymore, but I, I, I used to. I used to, because... Good ones, like the, the uh, Beachbody, Beachbody's fantastic, P90X, I don't know if they still run anymore, but those are brilliant. Like to, to see uh, the proper way to sell, man, infomercials are good. So I think this may have been the time when I thought, I kind of like advertising. As a, as a 14-year-old, I love the Ginsu Knife commercials, which is totally weird. Uh, but, you know, you see them like slicing through vegetables and they're cutting through the can. You know, it's just it's silly, but it works, right? And they sold millions and millions of dollars worth of knives from those videos. It was a fresh, compelling story. I got to have dinner last night with the guys from Minfluential. Um, they're here at this event, but they help some of the top influencer marketers in the men category. And so we were talking about the need to have a, a compelling story, a unique story. Anybody here own an Untuck It shirt? Do you? Cool. So Untuck It is designed to be worn untucked, right? Which is pretty popular. Uh, I usually wear my dress shirts untucked. And so you get this nice diagram showing the untucked shirt versus the average shirt. And hey, wear an untucked, roll up the sleeves, you look cool, you look trendy. It's got the little label, the little uh, red triangle thing in the corner, their brand. So pretty powerful. Anybody here own a Mizzen and Main shirt? I first heard about these guys on a podcast. I've not purchased one, but I, I would like to. Uh, are you still wearing cotton dress shirts? Will, uh, well, you've come to the right place, a bright, warm solace to rid yourself of your past itchy, sweaty, dry, clean, filled life. So these are the shirts that you can stuff up, stuff in a bag, put on, sweat in, repeat, do it again. They smell good. They never wrinkle. You know, the people that have these shirts swear by them. So what happens, and I was talking to the guys from, from Influential, they say, you know, sometimes people come to us and they're like, well, we sell a good shirt. Like we, that's what we make. We make a, it's a really good shirt and it's good, you know, buttons and sleeves and it's a good shirt. Like that, that's not a story, right? And you, so you need to, even if the story seems obvious, tell it in a compelling way, right? Say something about the product that is compelling. Anybody read any of the old advertising books, uh, specifically books by Claude Hopkins? This was like from the thirties or forties. Yeah. A scientific advertising, my life in advertising. There was an example that they used of a uh, Schlitz beer where Schlitz beer was kind of made like every other beer with these artisan wells. I think that's how you say it. There may be another word. I don't know. 
but you know, these wells and they're cold filtered and all this stuff. And so Claude Hopkins just told the story of how the beer was made. And the Schlitz beer people were like, yeah, but that's how every beer is made. And Claude Hopkins said, yeah, but no one knows that. And so they told the story and it shot up to like the number two beer at that time. Uh, and so tell the story in a fresh and compelling way. Actually, I, I know the guy that runs all the uh, purple YouTube campaigns. Uh, uh, fascinating guy. Super, super smart guy. But the Goldilocks. So they did the, the, the egg test. So it's not just is your bed comfortable, but they created a test, the egg test, that only their mattress could pass, right? And it was where they dropped, have you guys seen this? The eggs on the bed, they dropped the sheet of glass. Only the purple mattress saves the egg. All of the other mattresses, the egg breaks. So that's compelling, right? Create something that only your product can pass the test. Only your product will succeed. Uh, fourth, uh, tip number four, use social proof, right? So throw in some testimonials, Someone show, uh, throw in some action shots, actual people using the product, loving the product, life changed by the product. It's super important. It feels old and stale, or it can if you've been in marketing, but man, it works. Good, authentic testimonials are super, super powerful. Uh, then you want to stack the value, right? I'm going to go back to purple because I like what they do here. Uh, they talk about, uh, you know, so they say, hey, it's not a $5,000 mattress. It's only $1,000. So you save $5,000. Now, the mattress, their mattress was never $5,000, right? Uh, but they're just comparing it to other mattresses. So you should stack the value. Do something creative with your product or service where you're, you're stacking the value. I'll give you another example. I, I spoke at Traffic and Conversion Summit just, just down the street here uh, yesterday, and they were selling the recordings of that event. And they're selling the recordings for like 200 and something dollars. But the way they pitched it, and they're brilliant marketers, they said, hey, it's really like $2.40 per session. Right? Would you pay $2.40 for a session? Of course you would. Right? So that's, I don't know, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Right? So it's a way of making the value really clear and then kind of stacking that value and making it pop out. Okay? Uh, you should assume the risk. Now, again, if you're not selling a physical product, that, that doesn't matter. If you're doing something free or free trial or, or test this out or do this free course, do something to assume the risk. Take the risk away from your user. And then... This is huge. You have to have a strong call to action. So it can be a buy now option, although as we'll look at in a minute, there's not a lot of people that go straight from a YouTube video to, to buying right away. There's usually has to be a few steps in between there. So often a learn more uh, option is really great. I love Grammarly. This is another great video. If you look in the middle of that video, uh, download for free. It's got the arrow pointing over. That's just part of their video. So when they produce the video, they just put that graphic on there. Because they know that on the bottom left, that's where the link to their site is. So they crafted the video in such a way as to point people, direct people to their offer. Uh, they also, so this is not shoppable, TrueView, because they're not e-commerce. So that in the top right, that is just a, what's called a companion banner. So again, you get to try it for free. It, it's free, you know, just getting people to click on that. So take time to think about that companion banner as well and think about your offer. I was talking to a gentleman uh, a little bit ago. We were talking YouTube, and they sell a course, a training course, and like 200 bucks. And so he said right now they're going straight from ad to buy the whole course. And that's kind of hard, right? If you've just seen one video, and this to consumers, not to business owners. You know, businesses maybe can make decisions a little quicker, or that, that much money is not that big of a deal. But still, going from one video to $200, that's a stretch. So do something else in between. Get some kind of a learn now offer uh, to get someone plugged in just a little bit. Okay. So here, so you have a good video, right? Without 
without a good video, people are going to skip, they're going to bail. But this part is critical, the right audience. Because even if you had, I guess, sort of a, a mediocre video, so let's say the video, it's not, if Harmon Brothers and Poopery is up here, and then like I'm going to skip it because you're offensive and I hate you is down here. Even if you're somewhere in here, you may get someone to watch if you do this part right, if it's to the right person, right? Uh, so even an okay offer to the right audience works. Great offer to the wrong audience does not work. And so let's talk about top audience. Let's talk about remarketing. How many of you guys are using YouTube for remarketing? Okay, so a handful. Okay, so here's what you have to think about. This is where we see a lot of people falling short, whether it's YouTube or whether it's search or display, is they're using remarketing, but they're not thinking about their remarketing audience. So uh, let's start with kind of the easiest audience. And this, this is the audience that most people use. So it's the all visitor audience, right? So this is just the, the humble, all turn on remarketing. Now everybody that comes to my store is on my remarketing list. Now I'm just going to blast them. I'm going to blast this remarketing audience with my, with my message. Uh, that can be okay if you're just starting. So if you're just turning on your remarketing audience, you don't have a big list yet, then you may have to go with the all visitors. But it's not that great, right? It's not segmented. Some people may have just gone to your homepage. Some people may have gone there by accident. You're just lumping everybody together, treating all customers the same when they're not. So uh, I'm going to move here from least converting to best converting as we move here. And, and, and we'll kind of talk about each one. So the next one then would be if you're, if you're e-commerce, this would be product detail page visitors. So if someone is at least gotten to that product detail page where they're able to, you know, see options and sizes and maybe watch another video on the product or whatever. Or if they've gone to your landing page, like a specific offer landing page, that's a way better list than the all visitor list, right? So segment that. We like to build our lists uh, typically in Google Analytics because that's pretty easy. Google Analytics should be on every page of your website. So now you can just go in and build audiences based on pages people have visited. So these, uh, these audiences will be built based on if it's a, a product detail page, you know, any page that's forward slash product or however your site is, is laid out. Now, this one, this list is phenomenal. I, I, I have almost never seen this list not work. So list of people that abandon cart, right? So have you ever been trying to buy something online and then you got distracted, baby's crying in the other room, whatever, you're trying to buy something at a red light and it turns green, um, you know, something. So we're, we're trying to buy and then we get distracted and we, and we leave. So that cart abandoner list is huge. Or if you're not e-commerce, if you've got a sales funnel, someone begins that, that funnel, they begin to check out, they begin to enter their information. That's a phenomenal list. So grabbing that list and remarketing to it will be extremely effective. I'll give you some client examples here in just a minute. Uh, I love this one. Anybody familiar with, with Boom by Cindy Joseph or Ezra Firestone? Ezra's a good friend of mine. Uh, we just finished a Google, uh, a Google ad course together that we did, which was a lot of fun. Uh, but so they, they took their company from, I think it was 5 million two years ago. They did 22 million last year. And this year is growing rapidly as well. So, this was actually his idea. So I got to give credit to Ezra for this, but I helped him execute it. And that was, we built a list of people that bought one product, but not another product. Um, and so we found people that had bought Boom Cotton, but not Boom Silk. And so basically, this is a combination list. You can look that up or when we, well, I'll do Q&A afterwards. We can talk about it. But 
a combination list where you're, where you're combining two lists in AdWords, where you're saying uh, to Google, hey, I want a list of all people that have purchased, but who have not purchased this product. And you combine that list, you get a bought X, but not Y. So we did, we use this on YouTube. We ran videos of Cindy Joseph, who's the brand or the spokesperson behind the brand, saying, hey, here's why Boom Silk is amazing, and here's where that's your skin, and here's how I use it, and here's how other people use it. It worked phenomenally well because this was a group of buyers, but we knew they hadn't bought that product yet. So we showed them this. This can be used for anything, right? So, you know, you're selling one course or one particular product or you're launching something new. Target your converters, your, your previous buyers. It's a, it's a really, really good list. Um, there's also uh, something that I, that I skipped somehow there, but... Uh, Getting your email list. So how many of you have a pretty good sized email list? It's like 50,000 or more. Great. So upload that email list to YouTube or to, to AdWords rather. And then Google will do what's called customer match, right? Well, they'll, they'll look at those email records. They'll look at their known users. They'll build an audience of those people, just like a custom audience in Facebook. Uh, you can also build what's called a similar audience with that. So like lookalike audiences in Facebook. You know, similar audience in Google. We'll talk about that in just a little bit as well. So here's what happened with Boom. So uh, Ezra has uh, CPA targets, cost per acquisition targets for remarketing. That campaign beat it by 50%. So that bought X, not Y, 50% below the CPA target. Now, that was also just looking at direct conversions. So I, I'm a fan of at least paying attention to view through conversions. We could have a debate. We could have, a you know, marketer throw down and talk about do view through conversions count or not count kind of maybe depends. But if you count view through conversions, that's where someone watches the ad, they don't click on it, but then they buy within a given window. So if you add in view through conversions, actually they were 60% under their CPA target. So pretty excited and actually a decent volume as well. Uh, this is a client of ours. Love these guys. Uh, this is a client that I've, I've sworn to never offend. Uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, one of the guys is like a world champion, super, super nice guys. So they have their brand campaign, right? Everybody has a brand AdWords campaign. It converts at, you know, converts everybody. And so this, though, but they're doing Google Shopping, all kinds of other stuff. Their remarketing campaign for YouTube is their second highest converting campaign behind only brand search. So uh, working phenomenally well. The return ad spend is 5x their actual goal. Uh, cleaning supply company, third of their paid traffic, one third of their actual CPA target uh, for paid traffic. Now, let's talk about, anybody want to talk about YouTube for prospecting, like super quickly? I can do this in about four or five minutes, and then uh, we'll do we'll do Q&A. So I, I think, as we're about that funnel analogy, YouTube works phenomenally well for bottom of funnel, for remarketing. It also works pretty well for top of funnel, for introducing people to your brand and to your product, to your company. And so here are the, the types of targeting we like for top of funnel. I love keyword targeting. So I'll give you an example here. Uh, and this is, so I mentioned SEM Rush a minute ago, which I love that tool. I also just like to use Google Suggest, right? You can learn so much just by searching and clicking and looking. And so I started typing in best tooth. And then these are the, the suggests that Google gave us. So best toothbrush, best toothpaste, best toothpaste for whitening, best toothbrush for braces. These are not searches on Google. These are searches on YouTube. So these are people wanting to watch a video about the best toothpaste, the best toothpaste for whitening. So people are looking for all kinds of stuff, how to, uh, 
product reviews. They're looking for stuff on YouTube. They want to watch a video so they can get comfortable with whatever it is that they're going to buy. So I want you to think about what keywords would someone be typing in for your product, your service, that would indicate, hey, they're a really prime prospect for me. And so uh, we have a, a client uh, called Tech Armor based out of L.A. There they do uh, iPhone screen protectors, iPhone cases, things like that. So we started targeting, and that's probably a little bit small for you to see, but we started targeting uh, people that were searching on YouTube for things like iPhone 7 review, I iPhone 7 case review. You know, people are watching videos about case reviews. You know, it seems silly, but they're doing it. And, and so iPhone uh, uh, screen protector review. We were getting those views at two cents per view. View rate was in the high 20s to 30% on those videos. Now, that's, who, who would say that's a pretty targeted view? Like, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good person to target. Are you all scared to raise your hands? That's pretty, pretty good target. How many of you think people clicked on that ad and bought right away? But you're right. You're actually all, you're all either really lazy or really brilliant. But I think the two are sometimes connected, right? I do. I think sometimes it's really smart to be lazy in a few areas. And so, uh, actually, no, people did not convert after watching that video. But they did click, and they did visit the site, and then we remarketed to them, and that worked. And also, another interesting thing happened. Uh, we also run, who here runs branded search campaigns? So search campaigns for your own name. Okay, so they do too. You know, if you're doing it right, like you're going to show up every time someone searches for your brand, you're always going to be at the top. It's super easy. It's very cost effective. So we started watching those brand campaigns after we turned these videos on. Turn these videos on after about four weeks. Uh, we have two campaigns. We split them up for various reasons I won't get into. But after four weeks, one campaign was up 17% in clicks. The other campaign was up 84% in clicks. And then in terms of conversions, uh, the first one was up 40% in conversions. Second one was up 46% in conversions. So our branded campaigns, after that four weeks of using the YouTube ad, again, not many people clicking on the YouTube ad and buying right away, but a whole lot of people being interested, clicking through, thinking about it, and then coming back and purchasing through these campaigns. Make sense? So YouTube, super powerful. Get the right video, and then don't just blast it to anybody, right? Think about your remarketing audiences. Think about how you're going to structure that. Craft a different message for that remarketing audience as well. One of the best videos we've seen for remarketing, help a company called Zero Shoes. They're minimalist running shoes, barefoot running shoes. We take real customer reviews. And it's easy because they have like this fanatical following. So they, they have people for free just like, you know, taking videos of them running on trails and splashing in puddles and jumping over logs and crazy stuff with the zero shoes on and they give those to zero shoes. So we use those as pre-roll videos. So getting videos of actual product demonstrations or actual, actual customers talking about your product, super, super powerful. So I think we have like four minutes for questions. Yes. Time for questions. Awesome. So lay it on me. Uh, time for questions. You guys can come to the microphones because I do want to capture the audio. And then whatever we don't have time for here, I'll, we'll, I'll go into the hallway and answer later. Yes. Um, I'm just curious. Uh, I work for a company that makes guitar effects pedals. So would there be a way to know, like if we put our customer list into Google AdWords and they buy like an acoustic guitar somewhere through searching through Google, we know they're searching like acoustic. Is there a way to grab that? Like, is there a way to know? To know if your customers bought elsewhere? Yeah. Well, maybe not bought, but searched, like went to a place where. No, the only way you would be able to see, so it's a great question. 
The only way you'd be able to see that data is if they searched on a keyword you were bidding on mm. and then they clicked on your ad. Mm. So then you could see inside your keyword report, you could see, hey, someone on this audience clicked on this keyword. But if all they do is search for it and then they end up you know, clicking on someone else's ad or organic listing or something, you won't be able to see that. But that's a, that's a great question. And, and uploading that email list, super powerful. Building a similar audience is also powerful as well. Yes, sir, Anthony. Hey, what's up, guys? Anthony from California Closets. Um, I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit to spend optimization in, in this term. I'm pretty new to using retargeting and actually the, the uh, TrueView in general. Um, you know, we, we actually have a CPV right in the middle there at six yep. cents, yep. but Is Google, that for a remarketing audience or for, uh, uh prospecting, uh, in stream, uh, in market and some, and, yeah, so that's more prospecting. Yeah. But also, also this, they're, they're running kind of similar. Okay. okay. Uh, Google always says to me, you're running out of you, spend more money. And like, that's the only advice I seem to be able to get out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do I? Re- you don't think that's fair? Like you don't. Think- I mean, it's cool. Google I got a positive Google ROI. Appreciate it if you did that. <laughs> but you know, do you have any tips to like? Yeah. Is that really the way, or like, should I reduce my max CPV and see if I can get more views out of that with the same budget? Yeah. Am yeah. I killing myself? Okay, so a couple things uh, for prospecting. Yes, I would, and, and also separate your campaigns. Mm-hmm. So, so do like your like an in market audience, and basically, if anybody doesn't know. That's an audience of people where Google looks at their previous two weeks of search history and they say, hey, this person's in the market for a closet, right? They're in the market for something related to home improvement. So you can target those people. Uh, you could also then layer in demographics. We like to do that. So we like to take an in-market audience, layer in some demographics. That's top of funnel. Bid low on that. I'd do, I would do like two or three cents and, okay. and just see. Because sometimes we even bid a penny. Sometimes when you bid less, you actually your impressions go up and, and your exposure goes up. However, on a remarketing audience, I found the opposite. Like it seems like with the remarketing audience, you have to bid more. We have some of our remarketing campaigns were 10, 15 cents CPV, but it's also at the bottom of the funnel. They're remarketing. It usually converts well. Um, here's the other thing. Cause so a couple of dirty little secrets. Uh, Google is working on this. We had our Google reps fly out and I told them of the solution that we're kind of working on. And they said, well, we have something in the works, but here's, here's something kind of not so great that happens. If someone clicks on a, an ad, I'm sorry, a YouTube campaign. When it clicks on a YouTube campaign, they don't buy. Then later they click on one of your search ads or shopping ads and they do buy. There is not currently any attribution model. So even, I don't want to get too technical, but there's no attribution model that would give YouTube any credit right now. All of the credit would go to search and shopping. YouTube did nothing in Google's eyes in, in, in case of AdWords. So what we do right now, there's actually a couple of things, but the easiest thing is if you build a remarketing audience of people that have viewed the video, so you can go into AdWords and build a, an audience of people that have viewed your videos, and then you layer that audience into search or, or, or your lower in the funnel campaigns, then you can see how, the, how those lists perform. Does that make sense? Yes. So then you can see, okay, people that have watched my YouTube videos, now they're buying from these campaigns. So you can start to see the, the impact that it has there. So that that's there's also something else you can do with separate campaigns that's kind of technical, but yeah. but uh, but that does that does that help at all? It does. It does. How many people are? Oh, it's just. Can I ask? Fire, yeah, fire away. Are we yeah. good? <laughs> it's, it'll be quick. I'll make it. Yeah, we'll make it quick. So we're a a, a luxury brand. Yeah. You know, we're considered the high end and all that. Uh, one of the things you talked about was stacking value. Can you give some examples of value that's not competing on price? We try to price shouldn't really be a thing for us. Yeah. So I would look at, yeah, so maybe it's not price. Maybe it's just more about space enhancement, right? So now maybe you're saying, hey, 
to, to be able to put this many pairs of shoes in a closet without us, you would need a closet that's 10 by 20 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just making this up on the spot. But maybe it's more about space optimization or maybe it's more about convenience. Time. It's, it's, what's that? Time. Yeah, time. time. If it's more about time, right? So, Very cool. Awesome. Thank I'm you. Gonna be, I'm going to be available. I'll be out there to answer questions if anybody has them. And I believe that's it. Thank you. Round of applause for Brett Curry. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I would love to connect with you and get your feedback. Connect with me on Facebook, fb.com forward slash the Brett Curry. Would love to connect with you there. Answer your questions. Give me ideas for topics for the podcast. Would love to interact with you there. If you feel so inclined, I would love it if you shared this podcast with other e-commerce store owners or other people in the industry And also would love that five-star review in iTunes. That helps the show grow and helps other people discover it. Until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on let's talk to request that free strategy session or click on resources and guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.